when we looked at what happened to the job market, when we looked at what happened to job numbers, when we looked at who fled corporate America, when we looked at who was starting businesses, when we looked at who gave up healthcare, who had to deal with childcare, it was overwhelmingly women. And this has also led to something else coming to light. And I've been calling this overfunctioning. It's a, an epidemic of overfunctioning or overperforming. And the other way that I've heard this discussed among psychologists is high functioning codependency. And what this looks like is you are making sure everyone else in your life is comfortable, is happy, is taken care of, even though you are dying inside. Listen, lady, you're capable, smart, and driven. Then why do you feel so overwhelmed? Hi, I'm Ruthie Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, best-selling author, and former perfectionist. Okay, current, but working on it. I'm here to show rockstar professionals who are doing it all that you can have an amazing career, relationships, and life by taking control of your focus, habits, and goals. Join me for simple and motivating ways to squash overwhelm and reconnect with what matters most. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Ladies, I have such a special guest for you today. She is so inspirational. Just hang on to your seats. She's so smart and passionate. You can just feel it oozing through. I cannot wait to introduce you to my friend, Sarah Walton. Sarah is a success coach and business mentor who's been featured on the Today Show. She speaks at women's conferences all over the world. She's helped hundreds of women start and grow businesses they love. She offers her courses and workshops, which are designed to put more money in the hands of more women. Amen, sister. Sarah spent her 15-year corporate career in New York City, navigating the male-dominated world of tech, managing a P&L worth hundreds of millions of dollars, working closely with Marianne Williamson, hello, mentoring dozens of women and balancing motherhood at the same time. She is the voice behind the Game On Girlfriend podcast, which you must listen to. And she's known for her weekly coffee with coach streaming video conversations on Monday mornings, which by the way, I can fully attest, got me through the pandemic on so many levels. Y'all, Sarah is amazing. She's bursting with inspiration. So I cannot wait for you to hear this interview. Enjoy. Hey, Sarah, I appreciate you being here. I am so excited to have you. I know you've had such a rough go this summer, caring for your dad completely on the other side of the country. But yet, uh, for me, it feels like your business hasn't skipped a beat. Your kids are thriving. Um, And this is why I feel like you're a testament to everything that you teach, right? This is why you're so awesome at what you do. But here's also what I really, 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 truly love about you. Usually, I would say... Oh, don't trust what you see on social media. (laughs) Like, don't look at that Insta stuff. Like, that is so not people's (laughs) lives. But then you show up with Sarah Uncut, which is as real as it gets. And so for anyone listening, you must check this out. Like, you're, I'm just going to say, no makeup, no fancy background, (laughs) talking about all the things, the relationships, the annoyances, the pet peeves, the struggles, the mess, the family leaves, the dog, you know, everything. (laughs) And then I'm like, 
she's the real deal. And it's super inspiring to me, honestly. Like I feel like we've been friends for so long and I've followed you for so long, but that is just, it's to me, some of your most powerful work because it's, you know, this word authenticity goes around, but it's truly just so authentic. So um, I just wanted to lead with that and just tell you what an inspiration you are. Okay. Except, oh my God, I'm crying and we haven't started talking yet. (laughs) I think that is the nicest intro anybody has ever given me ever. And I'm so grateful. And I'm, I, I'm I'm speechless, which you know for me is very rare. But honestly, that means so much because when I came up with the idea of Sarah Uncut, I had no idea what was about to happen in my life and that everything was gonna get uprooted and crazy all summer. But in fact, I just kind of wanted to give people a behind the scenes of what a success coach does all day. And it's a lot of unsuccessful things, right? And so I wanted to tell the truth about that because up until Sarah Uncut, I had really bucked up against the coaching industry because I hate the phony. Every, that's why I laughed so hard when you were saying, don't believe social media. I hate that junk. And right, it's like this, I'm a success coach. I make a million dollars while I sleep. And, and it's just disgusting. And it's about me renting a private jet and making you feel bad that you're not at the level I am. And that weird thing that coaches have been doing. And so Sarah Uncut really came as my answer to that nonsense of like, no, coaches are people, we have real lives, stuff hits the fan, and we keep going. And it's these these moments when no one's watching, right? It's the moments when no one else really knows what's happening that all of the difference can be made. And I wanted to share that. And the most successful Sarah Uncut to date was the one where I literally carried my phone around all day and was like, this is what a coach's life looks like all day. And people loved seeing that. And I love bringing that to the coaching conversation so people understand one, what coaches really do and what this lifestyle looks like that everybody's selling, but also what you can count on us for when we're being honest, not when we're being flashy. Well, it's the real deal. I love it. And keep doing it because I hope you know how much you're inspiring other oh. just women, coaches, you know, all of us to just you know, you know, be real. So I love oh, it. Thank you. Something I know we have in common is that we believe as women, like we have a moral obligation to fulfill on our talents, to like really rise up and fulfill on our dreams, that it's only just this ripple effect of impact on all areas of our lives and communities and families and in society, right? Like, and, um, and I, I think we also agree, like we're privileged at this point. We have, Mm -hmm. uh, the circumstances that we do, the technology that we have, the sort of the ease to get involved, but still it's hard, right? Like it's, it's, (laughs) we're not going to pretend like it's, it's so easy. And just because we're in this really fortunate time that it just, it, you know, just comes to us simply. And so, I'm wondering if you could talk about like what are the problems that really get in our way when we are like, we want to get ahead. We want to take that next step. We want to try that new thing. What is it that's holding us back? Oh, this is just my favorite question. You know, I've I've um, really been honing in on my my genius. You know, if I don't want to call it that, but it is like the one thing I can do really well is look at somebody and say, oh my God, I can see all the barriers that are hidden from you and I can help you unlock all the barriers that have kept you caged. And what I have experienced through this is it really does come down to about four, like pretty usual suspects, right? And for each person, they'll they'll show up a little bit differently, but they're, they're pretty standard. Um, and there's a fifth one that's hidden that has really come out through 2020 that we can talk about too. Um, do you want me just to jump into the the four 
And yes, I would love hidden. Yeah, let's yeah. do the four. Maybe maybe we'll be like, maybe I might have a question in between each one or maybe not. But yeah, let's yeah. jump in. Let's, <laughs> let's just, just go for it. Yeah. All right, you guys. So let's say you're on your path to productivity. You're a mom. You're killing it. You're doing all the things. And all of a sudden, you notice you stop doing the things that will help you get what you want, right? You are just stopped in your path to productivity. And the number one barrier, I love this one and I think it's so important and everybody kind of goes, yeah, yeah, at first, but I want you to sit with it for a second. And the first barrier is that you believe deep down you are fundamentally flawed. (laughs) And people go, nah, I'm great. Oh, except I really suck at the, oh. And you know, there was that one time in first grade where the teacher looked at me funny and everybody laughed and then everybody... And you start to sit with it for a second and you get to the point where you understand really, and this is like, I'm simplifying, but I want you to take this and grab it. And you guys, all of you listening, because Marie Lou, I know she attracts the most awesome like women. So when you're listening to this, this whole week after listening to this podcast, I hope you dig in and find the answer for you, for where you believe you're fundamentally flawed. And then the way to get out of this barrier, one, you do have to figure out what it is, right? You can't skip over that part and try to nicey-nice it and be like, I'm wonderful, I'm amazing. You can't put fake affirmations on top of a belief that you're fundamentally flawed. (laughs) You actually have to find it. So if you dig in a little bit, it will usually be a conversation you had with your parents. Um, Teachers are really a common source of this. They don't mean to do it, but they'll embarrass kids at certain points, or sometimes people get bullied on the playground. Those usual suspects there but then it can get reinforced in maybe your first job. And maybe that's why you're a mompreneur now. And like those sorts of things where you started to believe you couldn't really hack it. You didn't truly have what it takes. You're missing some sort of special God-given gene that everybody else got. Those sorts of things you want to dig in and find it. And then once you've found it, literally write it down on a piece of paper. And the coolest thing happens, I love our brains, they're so wonderful, is your brain will immediately start to refute it but not unless you talk about it to yourself, right? You don't have to go like announce this on social media. In fact, I recommend you don't. But if you just write this down on a piece of paper and you really look at it, and let's say you think you're fundamentally flawed and that you're stupid, right? Like you just can't grasp things that other people get. You're sitting in a dinner conversation and you're like, oh my God, I have no idea what anybody's talking about. That idea that you're fundamentally flawed, you're stupid. So you would write down, I believe I'm really stupid. The second you see that, you will start to refute it. You'll be like, no, there was that time that I did this. There's that time I watched a YouTube video on how to unclog the kitchen sink. There was that one time where I changed the tire by myself. There was the one time I figured out how to launch my business. There was the time that I posted my first blog. There's the time I was the first podcast interview. Like, You'll start to refute it yourself and that alone can get you into action immediately. So if you're stuck in productivity, that is a great place to look. Does that make sense, Redu? Yes, and I love the idea of just writing it down because you're right, for some reason... When we hear the voice in our head, we don't refute it. In fact, I almost think it right. just, you embed it, like it reinforces itself. But I don't know why, and you're totally right, because I always talk about visual reinforcements. When you see it on paper, it seems ridiculous. It seems so silly. And <laughs> is this basically like, the? I mean, the term that we use a lot right now is imposter syndrome. Is this basically like imposter syndrome? Yes. Yeah. It can definitely fuel it. Yeah. It's this idea of like, oh shit, they're going to find, oh, sorry, I swear. They're going to find out, oh my gosh, I'm really dumb. Oh my gosh, they're going to find out. And that that can fuel the imposter syndrome um, and finding it can really release that because because of the refuting, like you said, and I love that you say if you can see it, right? That's I love that you teach that because I think that's so important. And that's when it starts to become unreal and you start taking bigger chances and you get more productive because you're not afraid. 
in quite okay. the same way. Yeah. I love this. So basically all day when I hear the voices, I just need to write it down. <laughs> I need to write <laughs> <Yes>. this. <down>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. It's like, it's like the most important thing you can do. Oh, and my favorite guys, total bonus tip here. If you hear more than one throughout the day, just because you mentioned negative thoughts. So let's say you wake up and you hear, um, I'm lazy, right? The next time you hear yourself say that, put a tally mark next to it. And if you do that for a couple of days in a row, you're going to know what your biggest negative thoughts are. It's so cool. Super powerful. Bonus tip. Love it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. You do that. We can do this, ladies. I right. love it. I love it. I know. It's so simple, right? So simple. Like hugely, hugely powerful. So the next thing is, oh gosh, you guys, this gets embedded so young and this is really important. And there is this fear that if we do what we're supposed to do and we get hyperproductive in the things that actually matter... I'm going to talk about step number five, the things that matter. Like I said, we'll go deeper in step number five. When you really want to do those things that'll make a difference in your life, that will help your business flourish, that will help your family run better, help your life run better, and you aren't doing them, you want to look at a deep-seated fear a lot of us have that we are being disloyal or that we will be abandoned. So I talk about this a lot around success, but really successful people are productive, right? So if you find yourself being really productive, you're starting to succeed, you're starting to hit like maybe an upper limit, like you've never gone this far before, all of a sudden this fear of being disloyal or of being abandoned will start to come up. And here's how you get at these fears. You ask yourself, did I just break or am I about to break one of my family's hidden rules? And hidden rules can look like things like no one could be more successful than dad. Or a hidden rule could be rich people are jerks. A hidden rule could be, for those of us working on health, right, could be skinny people can't be trusted. <laughs> so there's like, oh crap, I'm losing weight. I can't do that because I'm breaking one of my family's hidden rules. And what can come with this is a fear that no one's going to love you. So you're like, oh my gosh, if I keep up this level of productivity, if I keep on this path of success, I'm going to end up alone and I will have betrayed my family. And for those of us that are moms, this is so huge because we want to be aware of the hidden rules we're passing on to our own kids that might end up pulling them off of the path of success and productivity. Does that make sense? Yes. And the part that just gave me chills was when you said we are modeling this for our own kids. I think as a mom, that's what really hits. It's like, Mm. oh my God, we try so hard to make them into these amazing human beings. And then we can kind of subconsciously, I guess, or, you know, uh, be impacting them in ways that we're not even thinking about. That's actually probably what they're taking with them. And we don't even know, you know, and that, oh my gosh, that is, that is really, really profound. I've never really thought about it. I've always think more you know, upper limit of success. Like, yeah, it's scary. And so we don't want to do it. Like it's, it's something we're not comfortable with. So we don't go that next level, but I've never really, I don't think ever tied it to this feeling of not being loved or breaking that, that history or like that pattern, you know, in the family. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's it's really powerful. And I, I actually can hear the ahas happening. <laughs> it's like people go, anytime I teach this, people are like, oh, there was that one time, right? And it can be a comment that you almost didn't even hear. And the other way to get at this, you guys, if that didn't quite resonate, for most people, that one hits. But the other one to sort of look at is, even though I'm I'm on a successful path, have I not met my parents' expectations? Have I failed to meet my family's expectations of me? And going back to what you just said, Marie, this is where it's really important for us to look at 
what we're saying, even though we might be acting a different way, like we might say, oh no, you can be whatever you want. But then our kids hear us talking about so-and-so who totally like passed up that promotion and that's crazy. They should absolutely do that because there'd be more money, right? And now they're hearing different messages at different times based on who you're talking to or who you are surrounded by. And that's a really important message for us to be aware of because our kids pick up on that so fast. So that's another way for you to think through for yourself. Like, where am I holding myself back? Because I experienced that as a child and watching how your parents interact with other people or how they talk about other people. Make sense? Definitely. Love it. Awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys. So let's hit barrier number three. And this is that more success or more productivity especially means I'm going to be more of a burden. Now, it can be that the burden is solely on your shoulders. Again, I'm going to drop a hint to barrier number five, but it could be that all of the burden is on you, but it could also be that you will become a burden to others. And this really hits moms hard, right? If you're super successful at work, if you're highly productive, if you're doing everything you need to at work, there's no way you can be a good mom, right? And that can be one of those fundamental flaw beliefs as well, like deep down, I'm going to be a burden and my kids are going to talk about how I wasn't there. And my spouse is going to talk about how I'm no good because I'm always working. And then we do it the other way as well, right? If my house is really in order, if I have everything that I want lined up, if I'm paying attention to my children and I'm paying attention to my spouse and I'm being like a really productive member of my community, there's no way I can be good at work. And this sort of burden piece that comes in, this is a lie. (laughs) It's a barrier for most of us. And again, you want to ask, is that true? Is that true? And always challenging the beliefs that we've sort of inherited like air, right? It's just this like really weird insidious idea that we pick up on almost through osmosis. And we want to question those and make sure, one, we're aware when they're in practice for us, but two, asking, is is that true? I just don't know that that's true. And then you can write it down. I can't be a good mom and be great in business and look at that and let your brain start to refute that too. Cool? Yes. Yes. I think that the stories we tell ourselves is just... Yeah, that's why they're called stories. The stories are made yes. believe, right? Like they they hold us back. But something I found that's really positive or helpful in that situation, which is similar to what you're saying, you know, you write it down, you refute it for sure, but then also write down who do you know out there? Because there is somebody out there that you know probably well, or someone you hear on a podcast or some mentor who refutes that, right? Who you're like, I do look at her and she is a great mom and businesswoman. That's how I look at you, Sarah. Like I'm like, but she is kind of quote unquote, doing it all, right? She's being a great mom. She's building her business. She's just doing all the things. And so sometimes you just need that person to like look up to or think about to be like, it is possible. This is a complete story. Like I can find a lot of examples where it's not true, but I can also find examples where it is true. And that helps me a lot of times when I'm thinking, I have these stories in my head. Like I just got to find someone to prove to me it's true. And then I can believe in it. Yeah, totally. I love that idea. And it is. There's so many examples. We see them all the time. And I love that idea. That was such a great ad. So important. All right. Let's hit barrier number four. This one's huge for women, you guys. So hang on to your hats and glasses, okay? Here it is. If I'm successful, if I really shine, like if I am productive and I do all the things I know I'm here to do, I'm going to make someone else feel bad. (laughs) So we stop shining because we're worried that we're going to make someone feel bad or worse, 
oh my gosh, you guys, you got to be honest with yourselves about this one. You complain about your success. You complain about how productive you are. And that way, you know, you see what you're saying to everybody, see, I'm normal, just like you. See, I'm not really, I'm not really that good at this. See, I'm just faking it, which is a total lie. You're absolutely selling yourself short. And it is not your responsibility. I can't wait to get to step number five. It is not your responsibility to make sure that everyone else around you is comfortable. This is another lie that women have been told, again, through osmosis all the time, is that you have to make everyone else comfortable. And this barrier number four, if I shine, someone else is going to feel bad, I think personally is the biggest culprit to your personal productivity and success. And so you got to really be honest with yourself about where you've done this, where you've pulled back, where you don't talk about what you're doing, where you maybe keep it hidden from certain people and you don't let your light shine because you're paying attention when you do that. And that goes back to what you just said, Marie, about the stories we tell ourselves. It's important for you to hear what you do. It's important for you to hear you stand up for yourself, regardless of how that affects other people. Like you could say, you know, no, I'm really proud of this. This is great. And someone poo-poos it. That's not what's important. What's important is that in your relationship with yourself, you heard you talk about it that way. And that matters so much. I can't emphasize that enough. That hits home so much. And I just wanted to add that Ladies, it is our job, again, to empower other women, too. So I am so grateful to my... I have a couple friends, my cousin and my sister-in-law call me out on this stuff all the time. So if they give a compliment to me and I'm like, oh, it was no big deal or, oh, no, you think I look good in that? Or, oh, no, that there's so many people can speak better than me. You know, I just... I deflect it and they're like, take the compliment and shut up. Like, just take it and move on. Like, you know, and it's it's in that li- those little nuances, that language that we you know we that we say those things we say, and help other women through this because you help yourself when you see that. But when you because we see it all the time, right? Women and call them out on it and let them shine and and encourage them to shine because we're only all helping each other, right? Like it's just like this cultural uplifting. Uh, for all of us. And so I, oh, this one really, really hit home, Sarah. Yeah. I think, I mean, I do think it's the number one barrier for most women um, in this idea that, you know, oh God, look at her. Right. And we know other women gossip too. So it can be that sort of, that can sort of like cement it in place of like, I don't want them to say anything bad about me. So I'm just going to shut up. And it's like, "Mm, are you sure about that? Because what they say about you isn't really going to affect you. (laughs) So kind of, kind of owning that. But I love that story about all of the amazing women you have in your life. You're so lucky. That's awesome. Yes, I am definitely very lucky for sure. All right. So let's hit, okay, guys, this one I've added. I'll be totally straight with you. I've added this barrier. I've been teaching about upper limits and the barriers we hit when we want to be productive and successful for a very long time. And it has only been, I would say, I want to be honest here, five or six weeks that I've added in this last one. And I think 2020 really highlighted this for me personally. And I spoke a lot all through 2020. I started doing something called Coffee with Coach. And I just did that to support people so they would have something anchored in their day when everybody's lives blew up. But one of the things we ended up talking about during Coffee with Coach was this idea that women are the shock absorbers of society. And that when the pandemic hit, especially, we've known this forever, you guys, I know this isn't front page news, but the pandemic stripped it 
in put it into the front and center like <laughs> highlight i can't even like the spotlight floodlight was on this was that we are the shock absorbers we took all the hits right so yes yeah, some of our spouses men took some of the hits but when we looked at what happened to the job market when we looked at ha- what happened to job numbers when we looked at who fled corporate america when we looked at who was starting businesses when we looked at who gave up healthcare who had to deal with childcare it was overwhelmingly women and this has also led to something else coming to light and i've been calling this overfunctioning it's a an epidemic of overfunctioning or overperforming and the other way that i've heard this discussed among psychologists is high functioning codependency and what this looks like is you are making sure everyone else in your life is comfortable is happy is taken care of even though you are dying inside. And I've heard more and more powerful women as this idea is starting to come to light, talk about this on podcasts, talk about it on TV interviews of this idea of these these words we've been using, you know, killing it. And I use it too. I totally talk. I say, oh my gosh, they're killing it. But they've started to say, anytime somebody tells me I'm killing it, I get worried. Am I killing me? When I say I'm crushing it or they're crushing it, are they crushing their own souls? And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys, we have to start talking about this. Because if you think about where we started to get rewarded for this, it was very young. Oh, don't cry. Where's my happy girl? Those sorts of phrases, what that's done is say, listen, you're crying is making me uncomfortable. So I don't really care what's going on with you. I don't want to be uncomfortable. So please smile. And we've heard that all throughout our lives, right? Something like that. And I'm using a a pretty specific case, but there are other ways that we as women have received that message. And what that's done is had us step into this role of being the shock absorbers to our own detriment. There's nothing wrong with stepping up when your friends or family need you, as long as you're able to continue to take care of yourself. And that's why what you said to me about when I had to fly across the country for my dad, that meant so much to me because the only reason I was able to do that is I said no to so many other things, right? I said no to so many things and I have my awesome staff and I have my family set up in a way that they know when I say no to something or when something comes in, they're gonna have to step up. It's not that I had to go take care of my life and I had to take care of other things. Oh, and I had to do my whole business by myself. Oh, and I had to make sure the kid... No, everybody step up and knew their role because I said so. And I don't mean to say that like I'm the end all be all, but that practice for me was new. That was a new thing for me to be able to come forward and be like, no, I'm not going to be on this committee. No, I'm not going to be on that board. No, I understand that this is going on at school. I'm not participating this summer. All of that had to stop. And I've watched so many other women, myself included in the past, continue to say yes to everything, even as their own lives are falling apart. And that does not serve you. We have got to stop setting this example for our children. We need to stop setting this example, especially for our daughters. And I think during this incredible moment we have as a human race, as we're like dealing with coming out of the pandemic, which still isn't over, we're dealing with the Me Too movement, we're dealing with Black Lives Matter, we're hearing all of the different movements that are going on is we have to make sure we're participating in our own movement, but this one is more internal. And it's going to be on you to do exactly what you said, Marie, which is support other women who are saying no to everything, right? They do what matters most to them. They check in and say, this is aligned with my business goals, with my personal goals, with my family goals, and nothing else is happening. 
Like I'm saying no to everything but those. And if other people have a problem with that, they can deal with that. They're not infants. They can handle it. And we need to start granting other people in our lives the responsibility because it'll make them feel good, right? And a lot of our friends and family are kind of sitting in the wings going, dude, can I help? And so many times you guys have said, I know I've said it too. It's like, no, no, I've got it. Stop saying that. Say, yeah, get in here. It'd be awesome if you do X, Y, Z, or we could do that. Or how about this? And find the support that you need in order to keep the goals that matter most to you on track and stop caring so much about whether or not other people are un- are uncomfortable with you saying no, with you taking care of yourself. I don't know. How'd that land, Marie? What do you think about that? Girl, preach it. That's all I got to <laughs> say. I say just, listening, just, just listen to that last part over and over and over again. Maybe make that your morning, your morning motivation. Um, the thing that hit my heart, like actually I was like, oh, like the, when you said, when you say you're killing it, is it killing me? Or when you're crushing yeah. it, is it crushing me? I have never heard that. And I was like, oh, that's so, that's exactly it. It's like, is it just, you know, you're doing, 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 and yeah, I might be killing it, but what's it doing to you inside? What's it doing to you? And I know that the analogy of the faith of the, the mask on the plane is the oldest thing in the world, but it's so true. And like, every time I think about it, you know, put the mask on before you can help anybody else. It's, we say it a hundred times, but it's, you can't, you can't show up for anybody else until you take care of yourself. And and what is the point? What is the point of working this hard? What is the point of like driving this this way if we're going to lose ourselves in the in the in the process? I think, and sometimes we feel like we're being large and in charge, like we're doing more and more. We think that's larger. It's bigger, right? It's bigger than life, but it's actually making us play small. And mm-hmm. so it's like has this opposite effect on us. And Oh, that was just so amazing. And then I feel like I just listened to you and I feel so empowered. I'm like, okay, wait, what boundary am I going to go put up as soon as I get off of this? <laughs> you kids go pick up your room right now. Like, I'm just going to go go nuts after this. But, oh, you are so great. Thank you so much, Sarah. I just love, love, love your time with us today. I know anyone listening is going to, um, is going to as well. And we could just hear more and more and more about you, uh, of you. And um, so tell everyone, tell us about your podcast. Tell us about Sarah, uncut. tell us whatever you want. Like, where can we get more of Sarah? Oh, you are so sweet. And you know, you just reminded me, actually, when you were saying that, you guys, there's a great book um, as moms. If you haven't read it, I would just strongly urge it. It's called The Gift of Failure. And it was actually written by a middle school teacher. It's just genius. So if you're having a hard time setting up these boundaries, like you just heard this, you're like super jazzed and ready to go. And then you're like, oh, but they're home and I didn't tell them to clean up their rooms. I would definitely recommend that you go pick up this book. It's huge. It will help you so much. Okay. Little side note. All right. So the name of my podcast is Game On, Girlfriend, because the game is on. This is not your practice life. You don't get to do this again. So let's get going. Um, We have wonderful guests. I talk about what's going on in my own life. I talk about how um, I'm learning and what's what's been changing and growing. I actually just talked about, since I've been studying this um, high-functioning codependency, you guys, I wear um, a Fitbit all the time. You'll see it in the videos if you go check out Sarah Uncut. But my resting heart rate, you guys, I swear to God, it has dropped six beats per minute since I started studying this. That's how much of an effect it's had on me personally. And I thought that was pretty good at barriers, but it's really helped me. I just release the stress of having to make sure everybody else is, is taken care of before, you know, my stuff's been handled. It's just so powerful. That's a physiological effect of this study. So I share things like that on the podcast. Um, on the YouTube channel, if you just search for Sarah Walton, you will find us. 
Um, the series that Awesome Read has been talking to you guys about, that's called Sarah Uncut. And like I said, I just wanted to share my real life. It's more of a vlog style. I also do Coffee with Coach. We've decided to keep that going. That is streaming the first Monday of every month on YouTube. We just stream that live because I love talking to the audience and fans and people who have just really great coaching questions and I coach them live. It's so much fun. Um, and then from there, you can learn more about you know my membership and my quarterly sprints where you pick one goal to focus on and my one-on-one coaching, of course. But that's that's the breadth of it. Maridu, was there more that you wanted me to share? Was there anything you wanted to talk about that we didn't cover today? Well, I just think there's you made it so easy for everyone to have access to you in whatever format works for them. So Thank you for that, you know, just letting everybody reach you in whatever way and whatever's convenient. So that's just a gift in itself. But no, thank you so much. I feel like you've given us so much to chew on, to really think about, to reflect on. And it's just, it's actionable, but it's also just so like insightful. So thank you. You were a gift today. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I love these conversations. I so appreciate what you're doing. All right, sweet friends, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and found value from it. If you have, shoot Sarah or I a comment. Let us know that you loved it. Also, if you like what you're hearing, you're seriously going to love my email. So if you're not on my list yet, be sure to sign up at lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You will find out why so many amazing mompreneurs who are juggling it all are showing up week after week for valuable tips about getting control of your time, day, energy, and thoughts and you'll be entertained and always walk away with an actionable insight. So again, come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash resources. You'll also get your hands on plenty of freebies there on how to stop feeling overwhelmed, how to stop procrastinating, and how to finally get focused. Thanks for showing up today, and I will catch you next time on Productivity on Purpose. Bye for now. Bye.